Life is for living. Feel to your fullest. Challenge the challengers. Carve out your place. Faithful to friends. Relentless to foes. Loving to kiss. Fulfilling your word. The Gaming Grunts present the Colomar Campaign for HeroQuest 2 by Moon Design Publications. Alright, episode 17, Colomar Campaign. Last time you got your clan's magical support for your HeroQuest. Um, the clan Viter is inhabiting a woodpecker shaped, or a staff with a woodpecker top on it. Uh, Argrath is carrying that. Um, Findath is carrying the Hands of Hofstaring. Um, Sonessa has the Hawthorne Bow, and Ulfric has the Sword Wrath. Uh, Findath was decided that he wanted to possibly do the Hero Quest Challenge, wagering his hammer and cudgel fighting. Yes. I actually did a, I actually misstated. You actually are wagering the ability directly. So if you win, so if someone uses an ability against you mm-hmm. and you win, you gain that ability if you didn't already have it. So it's not necessarily a direct addition to your hammer and Oh, it's fighting. not the points. It's the, it's the actual ability. Okay. Although if you already have it, you don't get all of that. But, well, the other person may lose it, but you don't get it one for one. If, if you don't have the ability already, it's one for one. Mm. If you already have the ability, then it's a, a, a less than one, one for one. Okay, so, I'm with you. yeah. So if you and 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 when we get to that point where it, it may be time to issue the request challenge, you don't have to go through with it, but mm-hmm. you, we do need to know about it ahead of time. Should have wagered my long beard instead. Well, if you want to do that, you can. I mean, I'll let you change that if you want. No, I think it's just more in keeping with the major, you know, risk. Right. Okay. No, that's fine. I I, I agree with that. Um. So you went uh, through the, waited till the sacred time. You went through the barriers to the other world. Um, Seneso uh, became dead. Um, you faced Nontrea, the taker and waster. Um, Seneso co- convincingly proved to Nontrea that she was in fact dead, whereupon he then left uh, with all of his army. And uh, I believe you guys are on the road to Judea. No, uh, you're on the <laughs> you're on the road to Ernaldus Loom House. So let's see, Ernaldus Loom House. Right. So all of you. So so uh, the idea was that because there were only f- the the other people were carrying Senessa, so Argrath, you were the chief mourner. You were the one that was wailing and crying and. Beating your breast and tearing, you know, well, not necessarily tearing your hair out, but you know, effectively, you you're the one uh, letting out all the emotions for everybody else in Very part good. of this mourning mournful procession. Uh, okay. Okay. So after, well, you don't know how long it is. You just you just walk, and it could be. It feels like seconds. It feels like hours. It feels like days. But you do a, approach. Uh, Ernaldo's Loom House. It's made out of stone. It's in. It's a square building, as befits the shape of the Earth Room. It's a square, uh, and it's. It just. It feels like it's a little colder and darker than usual. It's not. I mean, it's. It's still the same. The the, the sky is kind of gray. Everything looks kind of gray, but this house appears to be a little bit darker than everything else. It's maybe the one thing that's a little different than anything. Where do you take her? You're carrying her on a beer. Spectre. You take her inside to the loom house, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, they're inside the house. Uh, it's all you know, dark and cold. There's nobody else here because all that has left. Um, all the earth gods have gone to the underworld. Um, set of stairs leading down. Oh, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Down the stairs we go. Okay. Uh, the cellar of Ernaldo's loom house. There are, you know, again, it's stone. There are murals on the walls of different gods, goddesses. They all appear. Um, these actually appear to be kind of colorful. There's actually some color here. Um, gods, goddesses, demons, ancestors, other figures. Um, but the big, the kind of the central, the central piece of, or the central biggest mural, is one of a 
a very a skull-faced woman wrapped tightly in a black shroud. And all of you know that from your Earth lore that this is Tikoratek. This is the goddess of the underworld. She's the goddess that um, there's sort of the three. There's the multiple aspects of the Earth, and she is the last one. She's the end. There's the Earth maiden. The Earth is a girl. There's the Earth as a woman. And at the end, there's Earth as an old crone. This is her. She, 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 yeah. No, uh, she might be in that handout somewhere. What's her name again? T. Koratek. Three words. Yeah, three words. So you are in the cellar. What are you going to do? Ernalda, or Senessa Ernalda is dead. Are there known rights to sort of wish her spirit safe journey into the underworld? Uh, yeah, there are there certainly there are rituals to, to do that. I think we should perform them and, you know, just... She's, like, really kind of really dead, right? She's, as far as you can tell, I mean, no pulse, no heartbeat, she's cold, she's stiff. I say bury her. Not deep, not deep. Didn't she sink into the ground? So maybe we should put her down first. And then do a. See, and lay her at the. T Coratech painting. Okay. So you put her down, you start to. You start to get ready to do the rites. As you do so, the mural of Tikoratek steps out of the mural. So now she is there. And she takes off her, well, kind of unwraps and takes off her, her cowl, and you see that she is, in fact, a skeleton. Kind of makes sense. She's the goddess of the dead. She goes over to Senessa, and she puts kind of her hand sort of over, over her, her corpse and says, she sleeps she is not dead. And you wake up, Sanessa. You're alive. Well, alive again. <clears throat> well, what do you say about that? A little shocking. <laughs> uh, do you remember uh, anything about where you were when you were dead? No. I think we should entreat Tikoratek to... Uh, Permit us entry into the underworld. Okay, entreat her. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. Let's use uh, Silver Tongue over here. Uh, T Tech, we would, <laughs> we, would uh, we would like to gain passage to the underworld. What say you? Very well. Follow me. You need to make a roll. <laughs> so um, she starts walking up the stairs and is apparently going to head outside the tomb. Oh, let's follow. We're all dead now, I bet. <laughs> so I guess follow the bone lady. <coughs> okay. We follow her up and out. The outside now looks a little now looks different. You're not where you were before. Well, wherever you, wherever you were before, you're not there. Now. <coughs> um, <coughs> it, it's like whatever you look and think you see, you see for a second, and then you don't see it anymore. So you say, hey, is that a mountain? No, it's not. Are those trees? Yeah, but now they're not there. Everything seems to blend or change or shift. Everything you see... <coughs> um, is there for a moment and then is not there anymore. As in it disappears or changes into something it else? It changes into something else. You, and like, you, you, you never see something out of the corner of your eye and you go and look at it and it's just not there. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, I mean, everything you, know, everything you look at stay, you know, is there for just a second and it changes. You, you look down where you're walking. You're walking on, well, not grass per se, but you're walking on ground and you're on gravel and you're on rocks, maybe even snow or ice. So everything is just very... It's, it's completely and totally illogical. But you're all dead, so you don't notice. Do you? No, do you? I didn't even have the same emotion. 
There is no sky above, only a vast, empty blackness. The air is both stagnant and poisonous and howling and malevolent. The ground is broken and treacherous, following no rational geological rules. Jagged mountains like obsidian flints laid on edge coexist with endless swamps and bottomless pits. So Tikar Tech is just is walking. She's got a direction. You're not quite sure where she's heading. You, you, know, you, you look in her direction, and again, you don't see what, you know, whatever you see in the distance changes, so you don't know where she's walking towards, but it looks like she's walking in a straight line. Ask her if she knows where Hofstetter is. <coughs> How to get to him. Uh, yes. T-Cortec. Uh, uh, do you know where uh, where we can find Hofstetter and Tree Lieber? Hofstetter and yeah, well, Tree Lieber. Tree Lieber. Hofstetter and Tree Lieber. Would she know where, she, where he is? Uh, I do not know where he is, but he has, but he has probably trodden this path. The path we are on? The path, the path that we are heading to, yes. Ah. Very well. Possibly. I do not know. What do you think? Darhuddin may know. Could we ask her who might know? (laughs) (laughs) Who? Uh, Who would possibly know? Darhuddin probably would know if he died. Sorry, uh, would know, comma, if he died, not... <laughs> yes, Darhuddin is well aware of whether or not he has died, but... No, 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 he... Uh, Darhuddin, if... Uh, sorry, let me, let me let me restate the sentence. If King, if Hofstering Tree Leaper died, Darhuddin would know. And where uh, may we find this uh, Darhuddin? He is in Harvin Vor. Is Harvin Vor... I'm sorry, Harvin Vor. Is, uh, is uh, Harvin Vor uh, en route? Yes, we are heading there. Okay. <clears throat> so you're, you 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 look down and again, it seems that you actually are on kind of a path. It does, it seems to change every now and then, but you know where you're walking does appear to be more a little bit easier to travel than not where you're not. So it's not like there's a, a path in the road, you know, like a nice. Um, uh, easy path, but it seems a little bit easier. Like maybe a couple people have gone on this path before, but not enough to like totally tramp it down and make it a nice easy path. So along as you as you travel along along the way, um, there are huge shadows. You see huge shadows that kind of flitter off, flip away off in the distance. And you see, they, they seem very, very scary. You're very, very scared by them. And Tikoratek says, Those are ancient powers of darkness called Dehori. They destroy lesser beings with their fear. Be not afraid. Fear is my Fear not, be just. You continue onwards for a bit, a little while, a day, a week, ten years. You see that, again, off in the distance, where this, wherever distance is, um, a range of immense giants the size of mountains buried chest deep or higher in rock. And they're all angry and pleading and scared and crying and pleading and swearing vengeance. T. Cortex says, those are, those are some of the giants defeated by Orlant and cast down into the Continue onwards, <clears throat> and the path that you're on, you start to see a forest, like you know, coming up in the in uh, towards you. Well, towards you. You're heading towards the forest. <clears throat> Your path actually skirts the edge of the forest. It doesn't go into the forest, but it's a very, very shadowy and gloomy. It seems that if you walked in there, you might you might lose yourself or or lose your way. T. Cortex says that is Nightwood. Places timeless as the dark or the forests. And you start hearing then barks and howls of a large pack of dogs, or maybe wolves, or maybe worse. Didn't do anything about that. Yeah, T. Cortec, uh, what is that, uh, that faint sound you hear? That is the wild hunt of Gagarth. 
we know who Gagarf is? Uh, let's see. Who would you, would you know he is? Who he is? Is it like the usual wild hunt? Hmm? What do you mean? It, I mean like the, the mythological wild hunt. Yes. So oh. very, very similar. Okay. It's not great. Gagarth rides across all the world seeking lost or lonely spirits as food for his hunt. He chases the devout off their predestined path to eternity. He runs down the lonely traveler on the moors. He dogs the trail of all who resist him. Fierce winds that accompany Gegard sting like red-hot hail. He rides a demon steed that gallops upon air, land, or sea, and he is armed with a long-reaching barbed spear. His companions include slavering spirit wolves and a howling crowd of dead followers. The noise is getting louder. Let's uh, not go closer to that noise. T-Cortec is moving on. Just keep going up Yeah, Yeah, keep on following T-Cortec. Uh, the noise get, continues to get a little louder, and then it starts to fade away. That was the wild hunt of Gegarth, hunting lost souls as food for his hunt. It is good that he was not hunting you. And very good, because that would have been a very nasty encounter. You <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> continue on the path, and again, off in the distance however far that is, you can see an endless procession of what look like people. But there's no noise coming from them. I mean, you, you get closer to them, and obviously T-Cortec is heading towards that. Um, these, so as you get closer, you can see that these are all dead. These are all dead people, the ghosts of the dead. <coughs> some of them are young. Some of them have died by violence, you can clearly see. Some of them are old and probably died from age. Um, yeah, uh, all sorts. There's people from your cultures, some Sardarites, there's some Lunars, there are other people in costumes or clothes that you have no idea where they're from. Some of them are wearing, uh, some of them are actually well-dressed, some of them are just are naked. Some of them are not human, they're what look like the stories of you know, what you hear of trolls. So these are very, very large uh, creatures with dark, darker skin, um, long snout, tusks in their mouth. Um, there are brews, which are the goat people, and some of them look... If you kind of think of, like, uh, the, go- the orcs or goblins in Lord of the Rings, I mean, like, some of... You know, there was variations. There was, like, there were a couple... That, there were a lot that were the same, and then there were a couple that were really, really mutant. Oh, the Urukai. The Urukai were the yes. I mean, again, yeah, so I'm not saying they look like them, but like there's a similarity, kind of similarity of the, the main brews. And there's a couple of brews that are like particularly nasty, or or a couple that are particularly small and pathetic looking. Also, the ones. Um, there are beast men. You see, like you know, centaurs. There are a couple of centaurs, um, a couple ducks, but they're all quiet. In our general direction, T Cortec is is angling to head to. to it looks like you're going to join the procession. Mm-hmm. I guess we're going to all go on a Darhud. Yes, it's a profoundly disturbing procession as you realize that all mortals are humbled by the power of death, and that regardless of your deeds amongst the living, one day you will again walk the path of silence. So, you join the procession. No one seems to notice or care. We're dead! <laughs> so are you. <laughs> well, we can, we're talking, right? They're, they can't. Right, that is correct. Decided not to. So we're dead-ish. Well, you're, you're dead and you're not dead, but you're not undead. Mostly dead. <laughs> <laughs> to the Oracle Max. Um, Does she leave us here? No, she's on. She is walking, in the, you know, oh, in, okay. in the procession with, with you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's walking in the procession. You're staying. It's not like she's staying with you. You're staying with her. Okay. But no, again, no one seems to notice or care that you're walking with them. Uh, okay, so you are you are participating in the path. You, you are basically. Following the path that you know that you know now intellectually is going to happen to you 
in the future. Nothing you can, well, very, there are a couple ways to become immortal, but it is very, very likely that, that you will one day again join this procession. So this is kind of affecting your, your connection with the living. It's like, you know this is where you're going to go eventually, so why not, why wait? Why not join the procession now? So you all need to find some connection back to your life on the earth. So you need to find some of you need to find some ability or whatever that you want to use to try to get back to try to keep your remembering. Hey, I'm al- I am alive. I may be dead right now, but I am still alive. I need to feed my cat. What about my, need my horse? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Can I use my uh, rune? Uh, let's see. You can use yes. You can use your rune affinities. You can use your community. You can use you've got. Can the, I use the bow? Definitely, because in fact it has a breakout ability. I believe yeah, for does. that. <laughs> yeah. So I think okay. So Sanessa, you would be uh, protection from the underworld. Right. So that would be a five master, which we'll get to in a second. So start, Gandhi. Do you what uh, particular? How do you want to? How? What is your connection back to the to the land of the living? Well, you know I'm uh, a mercenary. Yes. So uh, I'm willing to fight for the right cause anytime. So uh, I think I'm going to uh, fight my way out of here. You say, mm, fight your way out. So fight my way out of this mental uh, apathy. I see. It's like okay, yeah. My my job is to send people here, not to be here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what is your mercenary ability? Uh, one master. Okay. Vendath, how how are, how are you maintaining your connection back to the land of the living? Um, my mood of change. I don't want to, you know, become statically locked into the underworld. I see. Okay. I, I what is it? I um, ascended. No. Hmm? Um, initiated. Initiated. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As a member of the Orland clan, I'm not gonna, you know, let that slip away. Okay. Argraph. Um, I'm gonna use my ability to understand local languages break out under my trading ability. Languages? How to, okay. Uh, all under communication, um, which is where... Communication. Uh, okay, I certainly... Let, uh, communication rune. I'll let you use the rune directly. I'm not quite sure. Okay, that's fine. T- tell me, okay, all right. Clarius? Um, <clears throat> it is my duty as a thane to protect the living, not to just chill with the undead. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Ulfred? My connection with my links. Okay. What the ability? Uh, what's your ability? Command the links. Okay. What's the ability? Uh, one mastery. One mastery. Okay. All right. So this is going to be a it's a moderate resistance. Okay. Uh, so Sanessa, you have a five mastery. You're up against an eighteen. I rolled a sixteen and succeeded. Fifteen. Uh, okay, that's a failure, which bumps to a success, which is lower than the sixteen. So that you're cool. Stargandy. Your thing, uh, uh, sorry, your mercenary ability is one mastery, you said? Yeah. Okay, I guess an 18. I rolled a 16 and succeeded. Uh, that's a fail, isn't it? Or 20. Uh, 20 is a fumble, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's bumped to a failure because right. of the mastery. Right. So it's a, fa- success, a failure versus a success. Okay, so that's a that's a minor defeat. We'll get to the consequences in a second. <laughs> Fendaf, I have one mastery. Okay, I rolled a 10 and succeeded. Can I rolled a an 8 point? and failed, which bumps. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, you're cool. Sorry, can, can, can you use a hero point? Uh, you can if you want to. Yeah, I'd like to. Okay. <laughs> so then that bumps to a success. Well, actually, success, and, but you still rolled a 20. Oh. Uh, uh, failure to, okay, it would it would make the defeat, a, uh, turn it from a minor defeat to a marginal defeat, but it won't make it a success. Oh, okay, well, I want a marginal defeat. Okay. Argraph, your communication rune. Two okay. I rolled a 13 and succeeded. <clears throat> 15. Okay, 15, which is a failure, but success, but it's still a minor defeat. Okay, um, 15. So you could actually, so you could bump it to a critical, and then um, that would be a success if you want. Sorry, a victory. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I don't know. Okay, spend the spend the point. <laughs> Valerios, roll your Spain ability. Okay, I rolled a one in critical. I got a six. Okay, so that's a failure, which bumps to a success. Um, okay, so you, right now you're at a minor defeat. If you spent a hero point, it would be a marginal defeat, but it would still be a defeat. Yeah. 
Okay, I'll use a hero point. Okay, so it's marginal. <laughs> Spend a hero point. I rolled an 11 and succeeded. Oh, no. Rolled a... Is that 11? No, 17. 17. Is that a success? That's a... It's one mastery, so no. Oh, okay. Uh, right, but it, so it's a failure, which bumps to a success, but it's still less than. So marginal okay. defeat. So Stargaming has a minor defeat and... Marginal, right? A minor. Oh, okay. Because you didn't spend the hero point. No, I did. Oh, you did. I'm yeah. sorry. So Stargaming, Calarios, and Ultra at all, all, all three of you have marginal defeats. Oh, shit. Okay. Failure in We're only half dead. <laughs> well, what it means is that so Stargandy, so Stargandy and Clarios is pretty obvious that you know because your profession involves dealing out death, and you kind of you 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 have that you, you know even though you say well I am I am on the living my job is to send them to death you also understand that your job is for the for Clarios especially your job is to die if it's the right cause, and Stargandy you know that you're not you know mercenaries don't always you know again if they're paid well enough. Their job also is to die. Um, Ulfred, uh, I mean, you're a hunter. You 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 kill animals. You understand also that your alanx will die before you and and whatnot. So I think I'm just kind of interested. You know, kind of worked out pretty well. The, the three that are most intimately connected with death are the ones that all failed, or were defeated, <laughs> failed. Uh, okay, so, so okay, so in game terms, what does this mean? Failure impairs your connection with the land of the living. Until they choose to dedicate themselves to either the life or death room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the moment, what it means is that uh, here you're kind of bummed out, but you're still able to function. But when you, if and when you get back to the land of the living, that will have some penalties until you de- until you choose to dedicate yourself either to the life rune, where you can kind of use it to get you out of this funk, or the death rune. Where you just say, okay, well, I will accept it, and I will not then allow it to to impair me, you, you know. Um, so actually, for Clarice and Stargandy, both of you have death rune, I think, right? Yeah. Clarice, you have death rune. And Stargandy, you have it also, I believe. That or the fire, I think, with death. Fire or truth. Yeah, you have death. death. Okay. Uh, so oh well, well. Well, what that means probably is that um, until you initiate into a death cult or a life, well, you really can't do a life cult, initiate into a death cult of sorts, then that will impair you when you get back, if you get back. And, Alfred, you have the death you, you have the death rune also? Well, from, from Wrath. From Wrath. Okay. So, all right. Okay, we'll figure out what will happen with that. Probably it means if you if you decide to keep, if you can somehow keep Wrath, that would be... Okay. But if you give it, if you ever give it up, that might be okay. that might bum you out even okay. further. Okay. Oh, right, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> we are now completely well, depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just you're the the three of you are 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 emotionally you know in your bones. You really feel that you know now you know this is my fate. If you didn't know it, if you you kind of rationalized it away or said, well, if it happens, it'll just happen. Well, now you have that visceral gut feel, gut fear of this is what's going to happen to me. Someday. It, it, well, it, yes, again, it, it will happen to you. Okay. So, again, the, you can, so, so you continue onwards with this multitude of Dead people and dead creatures. I feel like the world is directed by your hard work. What do you have? Death knocks. So you've left the forest behind. You're traveling again. Now the 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 whole your whole horizon view is just like a plain of ashes. Okay, there's no fire. Just you know, black ash. You can you can possibly. Interpret that to mean, you know, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is the symbol of what will happen. Well, not uh, the Orlanti do cremate their dead. Some cultures don't, but because this is focused on your culture's worldview, this is what you see. You start hearing now a very, very, it's like you. one step you hear nothing, and the next step you hear this incredible noise 
of clashing metal, and a few of you recognize that this is like the sound of swords. This is the sound of like battle. And as you continue onwards, you see that you come to you, so the 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 path the the people start you know make like a little turn because there's a big gorge. There's a big there's actually some some geography now. There's actually a, a big um, uh, valley or or cleft, and you can see down into it that it's a river of swords. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It should. We are looking to get to the bridge of bones with crosses. That- that river. Right, neck. Yeah. Hopefully not get kicked into the river of swords because how? Yes, actually you can see severed, every, occasionally you can see severed arms, severed legs, severed torsos, severed heads bobbing sort of in the current of swords. Can we like fish a head out and ask them about stuff? Uh, well, yes you can. How do you propose to do it? Um, well we've got the, uh, the sacrificial blood to make them talk. Yes, how do you plan to actually get the head out of the river of swords? Well, how deep is the scourge? Go fishing. I mean, <laughs> tell me, tell me how you plan to get to it. It's it's as deep as it needs. It's a, it's as deep or as shallow as it needs to be. Um, do we have like a line or something we can just you know rope lasso? We'll bring rope. Ten foot pole. Oh, refresh my memory, and we only have to tell truth to uh, Janik, right? Yeah, to cross. I'm not up for lying today. I peed my my pants. The magic staff? The staff of the community magic? I mean, you know. The one that's protecting us magically? Yeah, we (laughs) probably should stick that in the Six foot tall, maybe? (laughs) 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 What do we have to accomplish by talking to a severed head? Well, they clearly did not make it past Janik. <laughs> what? So, so tell us, tell us what not to do. <laughs> just keep just standing in line. Of course, and see how it goes. That's, of course, that's another point. The reason they didn't make it past Janik is they lied, so it might not be a reliable source. <laughs> Probably. Maybe we should just keep walking. <laughs> tower in the distance. Huh? Do you see a tower in the distance? No. <coughs> But you should know by now that the geography around here is completely unpredictable. Mm. Well, we keep on walking, right? Yes, you keep walking, and eventually you do come to a giant bridge made out of a million or more bones. And at the center of the bridge is a gigantic skeleton, and he's got this gigantic staff, which is just a big single bone from some big, huge creature. So the dead... You can see ahead of you watching what the other dead people are doing. and So they're crossing the bridge. Most of them make it across. And a few of them, Janik takes that sword and gives them a big whack and knocks them off into the river of swords. And they fall and they are cut to pieces, but they don't make any noise. So uh, he's not asking any questions. He's just uh, doling out uh, judgment. So it would seem. T-Cortex says, the giant is Janik. A, key, a gatekeeper of the underworld. He is charged with keeping perjurers, oathbreakers, and those who violate hospitality from crossing the bridge. Well, it's a good thing that we haven't done it. So, do you think uh, any of you actually have done? So, it's not. It's this is not a question of telling lies to him. This is a question of have you ever broken an oath or perjured yourself or violated hospitality we in your? We did it because we did. Yeah, we didn't ever do the right oath or something. Right, right. We skated past that with the help of our law speaker. Yeah, yeah. We didn't didn't break any oaths. We're almost sure. (laughs) What about what what about the hands that you're holding? Did we? Well, we we didn't speak the oath of hospitality. We like changed the oath. And so the question is: Is Janik more of a letter of law or spirit of law kind of guy? Because <laughs> but we still took those hands when they didn't belong to us. Well, but we were on a divine quest anyway. We didn't break any oaths. I, uh, I don't mind uh, going first. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure what me befall me will befall y'all. Okay. That about right. So, so basically, none of you think that you have done anything that would attract. Oh, we're not saying that. About you, buddy. 
Yeah, I'm a little worried about you too. <laughs> Why? What do you think you may have done? Well, I I'm the one holding the hands, which we you know I feel quite confident that I stole righteously on a divine quest. When uh, I, see. I wanted to return them. Okay. So was there, was there a little adultery in there too? I can't remember. That wasn't him. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> that was old friend. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, that's right. Change rune? Yeah. 
Uh, in a sense, though, change is... Well, change room. Talk, explain it to me a little more. Um, well, it's because I'm so devoted to, uh, to worshipping Orlanth and the changes that happen in the world that I initiated. I, I... But what does that have to do about breaking oaths or perjuring or anything like that? I focused quite heavily in my religious life on worshipping this, and there's a, a code of ethics that goes along with that. <laughs> uh, I think you need to use your clan keyword. All right. Okay. Start, Andy. Well, the uh, clan keyword, 17. Right. I believe it yeah. started at 17. Yeah. 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 Um, and how about my truth room? I just don't have anything next to it. I'm just wondering what that would have been. I get death. Well, death. Yeah. Well, I see that one mastery there, so it must be thir- must be thirteen. Okay, and the other two. I guess I should go for the seventeen. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanessa, yeah. Um, you're a healer. You've got. Does healing? That's it. That's not really. If you were the healer goddess, I would let that because that's a, that's a very strong, powerful oath. Right. Um. So, and then we can't use things like this. The life rune. Uh, this is, again, more That's sort more of like, a... Okay, so I guess I'll use the member of the Orman clan. Okay. Or, 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 or Mark. Um, I don't suppose I could change my to smithing. Smithing? Yes. Okay, talk because to me. I wanted to always make the very best tool I could to, uh, to serve its purpose well. <laughs> the, the, the rest of the players are... Probably say suggesting that's <laughs> thanks, <not> guys. Or <laughs> <laughs> man, okay, start Danny. Let's we'll do it yeah, really yeah. quickly. You're a tool, right? <laughs> <laughs> Moderate. I rolled a six and succeeded. Fifteen, and I'd like to use a hero point. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So you. So that's a that uh, it's a success, which goes to a critical. Uh, okay, that's a that's a. a Minor victory. Okay, no oh. problem. I jumped. Yeah. Okay, Wolfred, let's go. Uh, so you're using what's your skill or ability? Omar. Omar. Okay. I rolled roll a nine and succeeded. I rolled a ten and succeeded. Can I uh, use your point? Yes, you can. So if you if you have a minor defeat or a marginal defeat here, do you, is it automatically like you get knocked off? Uh, well. <laughs> or does he just like? Step towards you like, <laughs> like, like psych. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is a marginal defeat when it comes to yeah, pushing <laughs> off the bridge of bones? We'll find out, Clarius. <laughs> I rolled a four and succeeded. Wow, oh I'm, my well, God. I'm rolling well today. For the <laughs> I rolled two. Two and six. Okay, nice. which it actually becomes a critical, right? What's oh. your thane ability? Uh, three mastery. Okay, so that, that two is a critical. I am super honorable. Yep, you are. Okay, Argreth. <laughs> Rolled a six and succeeded. Rolled a six. Six. Okay, that's a tie. Uh, well, actually, no, what's your ability? Twenty. Twenty. Okay, yeah, so that's a tie. Uh, so, okay, that is a tie. So, I'll... I'm neither honorable nor not. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, you don't need to spend the hero point. Okay. A tie is sufficient. Okay, then death. Right, there we go, I rolled a 17 and succeeded. Rolled a 17 and succeeded. Okay, so that's a tie. So, again, you don't need to spend anything. <laughs> Seven and succeeded. Four. Four succeeded. Good. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Can we just, for the sake of conversation, understand what what a, mind, a marginal or minor would have would have? Um. T- no, I'm not going to tell you now. I'll tell you. I will tell you, but not now. Okay. Yeah. If I forget, ask me later. Okay. But I don't want to tell you now. Okay. You all make it across the bridge. You have all not. Either you have not perjured yourself, or you managed to convince, so to speak, uh, through your... You're not talking to Janak, but you've kind of got the mindset of, of your rationalization, and it was, if necessary, and that was sufficient. You giant bone, right? <laughs> <laughs> you should totally steal that later. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's like 200... Well, actually, you can't tell how tall he is. He's, he's big. That would be so valuable. I know. I could smith so many awesome tools. <laughs> so mo- most, a, a majority of the creatures, the dead people, do manage to make it across. There's only a few that don't and are knocked into the river. 
This is a fantasy world. Well, because, well, remember, they're judged by their culture's standards. So, you know, for a chaos creature, you know, perjuring and all, it's like, what? <laughs> by default, they're doing that. So then in that case, being truthful <laughs> would be... A.K.A. being a sucker. Yeah. Okay, so you continue to follow the path of silence. Again, no one seems particularly pleased or... You know, like if there were, if you saw two people walking together and kind of assumed that they were friends and one of them got knocked off, you don't see any reaction from the other person. Like maybe, like they're maybe uh, astonished or happy or sad that their companion got knocked off the bridge. Everyone is just, it's like, you know, like like Vulcans. (laughs) You continue your way across the underworld. Again, you can't tell how long or short it is. Eventually, you see the tower of Havenvor. It's a great black spiked tower that reaches endlessly up beyond sight. So, this huge um, black mountain. Surrounding the tower is a silent city of gray stone, the city of the dead. And it's here that the dead wait until they are summoned to Havenvor for judgment. Okay, so the city itself has a stone wall surrounding it. And uh, again, this is an area of color. There are murals that are painted on the outside of the walls, and they are mostly they're the protective aspects of any de- of deities. So they're not. It's not the bad deities or the evil deities. These are the good ones, you know, the ones that protect you, um, that, that are good to humans. Around the gate are carved powerful protective spells. How do you carve a spell? Uh, that placed the city under the authority of the entities various named, variously named Darhudan and Darhudana, grandfather and grandmother mortal. So this is the, this is his and hers city. This is their city. The city is vast with hundreds of thousands of tombs, mausoleums, monuments, crypts, sarcophagi, urns, and other buildings of the dead. <coughs> so <coughs> Tikor attacks just kind of walk, you know. I mean, there's a gate per se, but it's just an it's just an opening. Entryway. There's not. There's not really anything that's that you can see that would actually close or or stop people from entering. It's just you know there's just this wall protecting it. Um. So that the the path the this whole throng this whole procession now starts to break up a little bit. So it's not just this big endless file of people or and creatures. Now once they get in there, now it's like they're heading off into different areas, and some of them. You can see that there are other people waiting for them, and some of them appear very, very well dressed, uh, and and they look like they're well fed. It looks like they're they actually have some emotion. It looks like they're not happy per se, but they're like expectant. They're 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 expecting something good to happen to them. There are other people that are uh, naked or dressed in rags, and they appear to be very, very angry for some reason, and. Uh, Cortex says, those dead whose kin performed the funerary rites wait in comfort for judgment in Havenvor. Those who had no funerary rites must wait without food or drink and learn to hate the world of the living for their lack of care and respect. Note to self, always right? <laughs> Talk strongly to the children before you die. <laughs> Let us proceed to Havenvor. There you must demand entrance from the gatekeepers. So you walk through the city and you approach the gates of the tower. This this actually has this the tower or the, the big spike actually does have gates. And let's see, great golden doors depict the judgment of the dead by Darhudan and his sister Darhudana in a series of friezes. At the top okay, so at the top of the door are the gods and goddesses of the middle world and the sky. Beneath them uh, are the judges of the dead. So the, what? So the door is closed and watched. Gate is watched by a winged guardian, a beautiful bare-chested female carrying a key and a flaming sword. T. Cortex says that her name is Kulsulva. C U L S U L V A. So she's the one we have to ask for entrance. Well, actually, uh, I'm going to ask Tikor Tech. Um, so, uh, whereabouts can we find uh, Darhudin? He is inside the tower. 
Uh, is there uh, any particular uh, needs or ritual in order to uh, gain uh, entry to the tower? Uh, no, you simply ask to enter. Well, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ask. Ask for Okay. Kolsova asks you, why have you come to the court of no return? What makes you travel the road from which no traveler goes back? Well, in fact. We would let me seek an audience with Darhudin. Seek an audience with Darhudin. Uh, okay, so... Silva starts opening the gates. You see that there are actually seven gates. So she opens the first gate, and you can now see that there's a second. She opens the second, there's a third, and so on, all the way to the seventh gate. She opens the seventh gate and says, enter. And we enter. You enter. Okay. You are inside Hub and Bor, the grim court of silence. So you're in, a, uh, uh, you're in this huge <laughs> hall, and, you, and again, you can't tell... Well, is the, the inside of the hall big enough to fill the, the, the spike? You can't tell. Distances in here are completely variable. So it could be as, as giant as it needs to be. It could be as tiny as it needs to be. So if you're in the middle of a vast hall, there are hundreds of other doors leading out. So if you think of it like a, like, um, think of it as a Roman Colosseum type thing. There, there, you're, in, you're on the floor. There's other gates that are uh, doors that lead into and out of this area, and above it there are uh, the grandstand, for lack of a better word. It's a gallery. Um, thousands of gods are watching from the galleries. So these are gods that you recognize or have heard of, and plenty, most of them, you have no idea who they are. These are deities not from your particular pantheon. These are deities that other people that are not good or lanthy believe in, so they believe wrong, wrongly. Uh, in the center is a great dais. In the center is Darhudan, king of the dead, sitting high upon his throne. To one side sits his sister Darhudana, and on the other sits a scribe. Got that little pen and, pen and paper. Pen and paper. T. Cortex says to you, you must not let the gods plead for you if you wish to be sent to lunar hell. You must reject the protection of your gods and demand to choose your own path. You must demand to be cast into the pit. And by the pit, which pit do we mean? The pit of... I'm the one with the hands. I think I should uh, be the one to make that plea. Okay. So, I mean, you're, you're, you know, you've only just entered. Darhudan is in the middle, in the center. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm going to approach Darhudan. Just you or all of you? We should probably all go, right? We all go together. Because, I mean... Aww. Because otherwise, if we get sentenced to wherever we're going to go, we're not, we can't get out. And if we, we go in the pit other. and posturing, we're helping him escape. There's that, too. <laughs> so you're all going? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Darhudin is, he is a, again, you can't tell how big he is. He's just big. He's wearing a black robe that has all sorts of runes and, and what look like magical signs, tattoos. Well, not tattoos per se, but ta- you know, they look like the, the stuff that you put your, your spells in. Um, he's got a crown that looks like it's made of darkness, so it's not, it's not like black metal, it's just that, like, it's a, it's like black, like nothing. So you can't see, see what's behind it or inside of it. His face is actually a mirror, so when you look at him, you see yourself. So you all approach him, and he says to you, this is the realm of shadows of sleep and perpetual night. Here you must confront your deeds in the world of men. Those who are honest and fair will have their gods to plead for them. The wicked will stand alone, condemned. So, at that instant, before any of you can say anything, effectively what happens is your life flashes before your eyes. Everything that you've ever done, everything that you that, that is good, everything that's bad, that you thought you, you know, that you thought no one could know of it. No one could possibly know that I did this bad thing. You see in stark vision that that is what, you know, that is what you did. Um, 
So again, you know, this, this gut-wrenching sensation, this is where you're going, you know, again, this is what's going to happen to you when you die for real. You're going to have to come here, face the judge of the dead, the king of the dead, and every single thing that you've ever done, good or bad, is going to be visible to him, and he will then judge you for it. So after having this gigantic flashback, mental flashback, Darhuddin asks, who shall plead for these mortals? We shall plead for ourselves. Good. That's the good. That's right on cue. Very good. Right. So this is another, another thing that's going to be, this is much harder to do because this is, this is ancient. This is, this is what you're supposed to do. You're, as mortals, you're supposed to let your gods plead for you. So now you are not trespassing, but you are now trying to break an ancient uh, tradition. So let's see. So you need a hero must succeed. Okay. So who has either movement, air, death, or dis- disorder runes? Uh, movement is change. Are they the same? Yeah. Yeah. Change. Movement is change. I have air. And air. And anyone have death? At least two of you have death. <laughs> okay. I have air and death. Right. Uh, from rat. Right. Yes, yeah. that would be okay. Okay. Uh, that's right. Only one of you needs to make this, but this is a hard contest. Um, I'm sure that hard is what I think it is. Plus six. Okay. So you are at a. You're, so it's a contest against a four mastery. So who's got. I mean, again, only one of you needs to succeed, so who wants to go first? I've got a one mastery. Okay. So they, can't, they cancel out one versus four. Okay. A critical with a one. Uh, I got a three. Okay. So. You, it's okay, so your use of the movement rune to try to break this tradition. Every tradition can be changed. Yes. Didn't work. Who's next? I have mastery, I'll go. Okay. What, uh, death? Air. In air. <coughs> what's, your, uh, what's your skill? Uh, one mastery. Okay, so it's one versus four. I failed with a 13. I got four. Okay, so you failed with, you failed with a four. Yes. But you did, enough, you did better. Right, so... So... After Findas tries to say, well, you know, tries to imply, well, all these traditions can be broken. Uh, Calerios then says, you know, basically strikes a pose. This is death. You know, we, we, we choose our own fate. <laughs> all the dead. All the, the you, can, you can hear the crowd, the, the gallery of gods are all starting to murmur and, and starting to raise their, starting to yell. You know, talk and then, and then break out into yells and and then screams. Darhudin cries out, "Not since the disruptor ransacked my hall have the living dared challenge me so." So, uh, which of you have that funny tattoo? The Royal House of Starter. I think three of you have it. Okay. The three of you, Finbath, Sanessa, and Ulfred, can see that Darhuddin is looking directly at you, all three of you simultaneously. Uh, in the mirror of his face, you can see scenes, just battles, war, horror, just you know, blood and guts. You see all these terrible images. The hidden king shall reveal themselves. The master of the dragon shall be prince of the house. The prince shall relight that which was extinguished, and with that all Glorantha shall be sundered. I order you all to be cast into the pit. And so, from out of nowhere, this horde of demons surrounds you and grabs you. You're in a mosh pit now. You're now all. You're now being carried aloft, and they carry you to the ed- to an edge of the of the of the, the Colosseum. There's a door there that's made of iron. You can tell, and it's got evil-looking symbols. All over it, symbols. All these, all the symbols are bad luck and curses and evil and evil things. Yes. <laughs> so some of the, uh, some demons unlock the bolts and wards. There's all. There's like you know, an, an, an infinite number of locks on them. You can't count how many locks and bolts and 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 whatnots there are. And so the demons unlock them all, and the door opens. Darhuddin says, the gate to hunger, madness, fear, and disease stands open wide, and for you it shall be easy to pass. To retrace your steps, to climb back to the open air, there the struggle and the labor lies. You're all thrown 
into through this doorway, and as you pick yourselves up and, and, and dust yourselves off, so to speak, the doors behind you are slammed, the door behind you is slammed, and you hear the sound of all the locks being relocked. And this is probably a great place to end. <laughs>